0: Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
1: It's 2020. And I ain't talking about your vision, see? Unhappiness is at an all-time high. The coronavirus is all the rage. Want to go outside? Wear a mask. Or don't? Wanna go out clubbing? Sorry, ladies, better luck next time. Wanna go out of your mind? Then 2020 is the year for you. 2020 is not for everyone and may cause a bummer trip. Please time travel responsibly. In the words of Alex Rogers episode 9 the man of the house here we go here we go how you do how you do how do you do 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 d b d do da ba do bee welcome back my people 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 are listening well, we certainly hope so. Otherwise, I'm just talking to myself, which I do plenty of times. In fact, I've have a lifetime experience of it. <laughs> Greetings, folks. This is Alex Rogers, recording and reporting from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. How's it swinging out there? You on those swings still? I used to remember those funny little like they look like plastic diapers for the little little kids because, you know, we don't want them flying out of their seat. And then and then, uh, boy, a swing. That would be fun to get onto or like a tire swing. Remember tire swings? Oh, the joys, the joys. The tire swing would be there. You'd be swinging back and forth. And then one day you return and some jag off chainsawed the whole tree down. Tire and all. Once again, you took a nice idea, Alex, and you made it into a sad party. Y- yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little blue right now. Feeling a little out of sorts. Because I come to you tonight, or today, or this afternoon, wherever you find yourself in this acoustic moment, and I, unfortunately, just do not have a hero story to tell you. Last episode, I mentioned that my room is incredibly messy, and I was going to do something about it. Well, I did something about it. Some thing. Uh, really only a very light clean. And between the light clean and now, the light clean gave over to a heavier mess. So I'm in a deeper mess than I... <laughs> found myself in last episode. Uh, And I'll be honest with you folks, it messed with my head today, knowing that I have to come to you, because time is a-tickin', and the story is a-stickin', and we gotta keep these tracks laying down, track by track, so the choo-choo train of thought can keep on chugga-chugga-chuggin'. So, in the interest of keeping this podcast fresh and honest... I simply cannot come here today with a big victorious tale. And you know, in some ways, it wouldn't be so special for me to tell you all, I clean my room and it's looking sparkly. I mean, that's a nice image. I'm sure the idea of a clean room is very nice. But where's the drama in that? Where is the human struggle? Where is the turmoil and eventual triumph of the human spirit? Well, it's a common. I just have this reluctance to clean my own space, which means that, embarrassingly so, I am okay with living in a mess of a nest. Now, I don't even know if I'm okay with that. I just am kind of uncomfortably used to it. I don't really keep a pristine environmental... Hygiene about me. Hygiene? You're looking kind of filthy there. I, well, here we go. Let's think about the actual parental past, because sometimes when we're in this situation, we go, why am I acting this way? Let me think back to my parents. Um, this is not to put blame on either one of them, to absolve myself of my adult responsibilities to keep my own ship afloat and my own shit afflowing. Um But I, I just need to uh, acknowledge the fact that I don't think either of my parents really gave me the groundwork to understand the routine maintenance, the actual actions and ritual that goes into cleaning one's immediate space. And I really do want to say this as blamelessly as possible. And, and truly, my heart is not in any angry spot right now. Yes, I'm a little blue, but I'm not in the red, not right now. And thinking back, it feels like my mother was raising two boys. Now, I don't have a brother. It was just me. However, the second boy oftentimes was my father. Now, he was a very responsible man physically, and he definitely knew how to clean a joint. But he wasn't uh, very emotionally nor mentally responsible. And I think my mother, bless her soul, was trying to balance the energies in the house. She had a real son to raise... And she also had a man who could be unpredictable in his societal conduct domestically. So I think she did a lot of cleaning up for me. Um, Because maybe, and I could be wrong, uh, in fact, dear mother, if you're hearing this, know that I'm just a child trying to make sense of the history that has been laid forth in which he takes his own part. And I feel like maybe there was just um, not enough time to really focus on getting the kid up to speed, but more like handling the speed at which my father topsy-turvied the living room. I'll say this much. The man maybe knew how to keep a clean house materially, uh, but it was uh, afflicted with his tempestuous energy. There was one time when I was tasked by my father to record something for him off the TV. Now, folks, listen up. I come from a long time ago. I was born in the 80s, the 1980s. Yeah, I know it's kind of redundant to say 1980s. We're listening to this in 2020. So we'll be like, what do you mean, the 1880s? Were you in Victorian England? (laughs) It is going to sound very old one day. In fact, it kind of does sound old. Some of you who are younger listeners are going, 80s? That's like hella long ago. So yeah, when I was a kid in the 90s, we didn't have yet all these fancy ways to TiVo something or uh, YouTube something you may have missed. Uh, if you wanted to record something off the off the TV, and God knew whenever that would ever uh, be aired again. So you best hope that you either saw it live as it was being televised, or that you your fancy VCR was recording on time, the program you were going to miss. My father was on a trip. He tasked me to... Record for him a program on Mount Everest. And I gotta be honest with you folks. I can't hear the word Mount Everest without fucking hating it. Because my life became hell for about 24 hours, which is merciful as far as lives going into hell zones go. But for a 12-year-old boy who had accidentally made a mistake. I mean, that's what a mistake is, right? It's an accident. Folks, I wasn't really allowed to make accidents growing up. I honestly, I know I'm all over the place. Let me, let me just focus on dad for a second here. I've been thinking about the old man. Sometimes some fathers, though they love you on a true natural level, They also sometimes are just not prepared to be fathers. They biologically filled the role to create you, but they are not spiritually, mentally, emotionally equipped to be the man of the house. And I ain't talking about fronting with machissimo testosterone, man. I'm talking about maintaining a calm that guides the whole family to an ascension. And not a speed train to some insane ideal, but just shepherding that warmth of the family to a brighter flame. Problem is, a lot of dads just burn up the joint with that flame. So I just think that my father was a volatile man who never was really prepared to be a father and what that entails. And especially when you inevitably, and I get it, you're going to get disappointed by your kids. your kids, with your kids, fuck you, I'm having a vulnerable moment, so any preposition hounds can can keep their yappers shut for now, but I think my father didn't know how to handle his, well, I not think, I know my father didn't know how to handle his disappointed feelings with me, he uh, he was not the adult, so long story short, he was on a trip, and he was going to be coming home after a Mount Everest program because he was he was obsessed at the time with Mount Everest my dad could be very obsessive just all the Mount Everest Mount Everest Mount Everest Mount Everest the elevation is this the temperature is that it's cold 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 he's a mountain man he's definitely a man of the snowy mountains he's a he was a ski patrolman uh, I think he still sometimes does that or who knows what he does after all I haven't talked to him in quite some time. But he tasked me to record this program, and uh, I messed up. And this is back when you would program the VCR. God, VCR. There, you know, folks, we used to buy VHS tapes. We used to actually invest good money into these little cassette tapes. The picture quality was all right. But, I mean, for example, I never knew how cool Blade Runner actually is until I was able to see it on the big screen. Then I understood the scope of this film and how it affected its first viewers when it was first released. But when you watch some of these movies like Blade Runner, 2001, even Star Wars, anything that's kind of meant to have a kind of scope to it on a little 13-inch VHS screen, bless it, that was my childhood. And if you wanted anything in your own library, your visual library, you best damn well have that on a giant cassette tape, a VHS, Video Home System. Is that what that stands for? See, we just said it wasn't even initials. We just said it like a word, VHS. Anyway, I think I have a bit of a math issue, folks. A numbers issue. I know them linguistically, if that makes sense. And if it doesn't, I don't have time to explain that. But what I can say is that I've always struggled a little bit with the practical um, application of uh, math Columns. My eyes get crossed at work. I'll look at uh, the schedule and see, you know, if I have to follow like a, an axis, a little x-axis, a y-axis to look for my name and what position I'm supposed to be at what hour. I I, I get a little mixed, messed up. I get a little confused. I, I you know, guys, you've heard me on this program go off on making fun of and criticizing people for how they speak. Well, in all honesty, in in all honesty, I struggle uh, as well and for me it was always math and um, sometimes timekeeping um, and it came to the fact that this is also back where you don't even see a menu on a screen folks you look in a paper you look in the tea, the TV guide and in that are these uh, little guideposts of things to watch for and things to look for and uh, and there you go there was this thing on Everest As I recall, uh, it started at 8, but for some reason, I saw 8.30 on there. And um, the program didn't record until about halfway through. So, this was a very awkward night in which, at the same time... So, okay, let me take you here. I'm 12, and I'm about to go into the next level of life. Or actually, hmm... How? Well, anyway, you know what? It doesn't really matter. I was a preteen. I know that much. And I know that I was about to go into another grade because that very same night I had good news from my father. I was going to be advanced into English and science advanced moments like that. So obviously my teachers in the science degree and in the science department and in the English department, they were quite impressed with my work. Um, And, you know, not to toot my horn, folks, I got a couple awards back in the day for my writing and for my uh, scholastic input and effort in the language arts field. So your boy knows how to, obviously, you know, duel some words. I mean, the name of the show is In the Words of Alex Rogers, so come on, baby. Let's, Let's at least own what we do feel confident about. In confident in about again proposition judges, y'all take a seat. I had good news for him that night, and uh, it was to tell him, Hey, dad, pretty cool, right? They're gonna advance me into um, or, you know what it was also? It was a it was called a recommendation. They recommend, I'm pretty sure that was the language on this uh, little kind of report card thing. It's like, We recommend that Alex Rogers, Alexander Rogers, because you know. Please state your Christian name and destination, Alexander Rogers, somewhere safe. Um, and uh, so I found myself um in a predicament where I had good news and bad news. So my father comes home. He's unpacking from his trip. Is the Everest program uh happening? Oh yeah 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 it is dad. Um, well here's the. I, I I gotta tell you something. Well, you, first, here's the good news. And I tell them about how I'm going to be advanced in school. How they have recommended me for advanced placement in two different departments. Now, here's the bad news, Pops. I started recording your Everest program late. Fuck! God damn it! God fucking damn it! Is what the old man had to say about that. That pisses me off! Well, good for you, sir, for expressing your feelings. I mean, it's good that we didn't have any um, passive aggression here. Good that we had a nice reading, a GPS on your heart. No language was minced there. We know exactly how you feel. Problem is, when a man in his mid-50s, who's just full of, in hindsight, teenage testosterone something to prove my dad is the kind of guy who will get into little language battle little talking battles with like the maitre d somewhere know what i mean he's he's the dude who needs to create drama where there really is none and here he is just absolutely raging on me because he wanted to see his everest program from the start and, folks, I, he, he tore me apart that night. Now, look, some of y'all have been beaten physically by your parents, and my heart goes out to you. That's got to be awful. I never have been hit by either of my parents. But the rage and the fear under which my father operated was truly abusive not appropriate and damaging and it does scar you. I don't like tying it with a nice little clinical bow to call it emotional abuse because that almost sounds like someone made something up but some of you know for a fact that this shit is real that the scars you can't physically find on your skin but that are ingrained in your soul because ultimately, folks, my father put down my mind that night. He absolutely tore into me, and he even said, Oh, they recommended you for advanced placement? Well, I recommend you learn how to read a goddamn schedule! Now, admittedly, if that were the line in a movie, I think we'd all laugh our asses off, because in a way, that's that's actually pretty good delivery there, Pops. If you're going to, you know, twist someone's language around and get mean, uh, that's definitely an effective way to do it. Um, It's just probably not the nicest to do to your son. Not if you want that son to actually grow and know better. Because I absolutely, of course, confess to the fact that that was a mistake. And I'm sure it was uh, warranting some kind of correction. I don't even want to say the word discipline because uh, eh, it's a dangerous words for fathers to bandy about with. Um, but a correction... Well, yeah, correction. Welcome to the correctional facility of improvement to your offspring. Oosh. How about this? It's the kind of posture adjustment that a truly wise yogi gives you where you're, he kind of gives you that tap on the shoulder. It's like, Hey, yo, you're slouching. You know, I'm sure it was deserving of that. But, um, that volume and that rage to your boy, to your kid, it's just classless. Well, then he proceeds to tell me that the, that week I'm basically grounded and he's putting me to work. And he had me clean the entire house, top to bottom, just insanely so. The kind where, you know, you do something and then he comes over, puts his finger on some dust and holds it in your face and says, What's this? What's this? You know, just, what's this? What's this? You did not clean the house. So overblown, as as a man who's about to be thirty seven, I look at that and I'm like, Hey, 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 Mister, what's really going on with you? What what's really tormenting your soul? It ain't just you missing the Everest program. What's really fucking going on here, pal? So I told this story right now, well, <laughs> to share some very uncomfortable honesty with you. I think there is a place for that, even on something that touts itself as a comedy podcast. You know, we're, we who aim to be funny are not made out of confetti and cheese. You know, we're, we're, we have feelings. And um, I know that certainly by the time anyone even perceived me to be funny, it's because I was also doing the hero's work that some people choose to deal with their trauma which is to become the masterful fool um and i yeah i i bring this up really because i'm thinking about well is that something that has made me feel like i almost don't deserve because uh, let me finish the thought that makes me feel like i don't deserve to have a clean environment because cleaning equals a penance See, I, I don't like using the past as a means to just define myself. I do think, that though, that it, it, uh, it has a bit of that background, though, that does affect the present moment. Because if you think about it, cleaning for yourself is providing for yourself. It should be self-empowering. It also makes things nice for other people. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've bemoaned about the fact that it's hard to find a lady these days. And And even if I did, I mean, I wouldn't wish this room upon anyone but me. And even I am starting to go, hey, Alex, come on, treat us better. But I think I have a psychological block in which I resent cleaning because it only means to appease some impossible insanity, not... Let's clean the house because you're a young man who should learn how to empower himself. And what I ultimately want to really say here, folks, and eh, whatever, the the, the room will clean, we'll clean the room, we'll get to it. It's fine. I I was hoping to come to you all today and say, hey, hey we did it. I tackled the demons. Nah, I kind of just came face to face with the demons and I ended up avoiding a lot, and procrastinating a lot, and reading a lot, and smoking a lot, and keeping myself from being productive. So I own that as an adult man. I do. I also examine these things, and I realize that I can't be the only one. So many of us were given lessons by our parents. Some of them really helped us. Some of them really fucked us over. Some of them were fucking awful, and yet we did grow from it. And I'm trying to find my way between all of that. One thing I know about my father is that I found myself getting, well, not just recently, throughout my life, I've been furious at him, and I love him. It's very strange. In fact, it took me many, many, I want to say many decades for me to finally admit, yes, of course I love him. And... The big and, and, he's caused me so much heartbreak. And as a man who is still finding himself, I just wish that my father could have wanted to empower me. I didn't understand for the longest time. I actually, I actually thought, he gets joy out of keeping me down, because it often looked that way, and the man definitely has a sadistic streak to him. However, what's a bully at the end of the day? A bitch. A sad little boy. And I don't think... I think if he's caught in the moment and is told, why didn't you empower your son... Uh, who knows what he'd say to that, but I feel like he might mask it with a, because he doesn't deserve it, or whatever. I can't even speak for his mind. I do know, though, that when a man behaves that way towards his spouse and his children, taking away their power, that's a victim. That's a man who is not equipped to be the man of the house. It sounds like I'm dogging on my father's masculinity. Please let this not be confused. I'm talking about the role of man of a domestic setup and how it's so important to keep the calm. And the fact of the matter is, my father was not calm, he was scared. So scared. That a fucking PBS program on Everest was more important than his son's developing dignity. wee Mama Chichacha Kawaka! I did not uh, intend to go so deep into that story. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know this is supposed to be a funny show, but uh, well, there you have it. It's some real going on. But trauma runs deep. Trauma runs deep into the past, and I gotta say, you know, talking about um, deep traumas, it can be. Ma- Trauma is really fun when it's drama. And man, did I get hooked on a show recently? <clears throat> Switching gears a little bit here, folks, to get to some <laughs> to a nice little arena like the TV, where you can watch a series and get into characters who are suffering worse situations than you're currently going through, and uh, it can be a wonderful lesson to how you operate in the world. I got into this show recently, The Wilds. Oh, man, is it fucking good. Okay, picture this. Lord of the Flies meets Lost with Girls. All girls, and this has been an amazing show because I, I look, I y'all, if you've been listening from the start, you know I'm a castaway fiend. I love that genre. Give me some Robinson Crusoe, give me some Castaway, give me some Blue Lagoon. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. And hey, yeah, give me some uh, Lord of the Flies as well. That's some scary fucking shit. Lord of the Flies messed me up when I first read it as a teenager just a little bit older than those boys in the book and kind of relating to it that was a that was a transformational read well boys on an island is pretty fascinating girls on an island is fucking beyond fascinating and these girls the actors they are great man it is a solid cast and they're depicting high schoolers so i before i got through episode 1 i said okay hold on We're going to look up all these actresses, just make sure. Yes, okay, they're in their early 20s. I am not a creep for thinking that they are cute. Thank goodness. We're looking for 18 or older to play younger to depict high school girls. If your name begins with A as in apple through L as in Larry, your call time is at 5.30 a.m. I'm also making this message at 2.55 a.m. And I'm questioning my entire life, so don't be late. Thank you, and have a great day on set. But I, I highly recommend, check this show out, folks. It is mind-blowing it's uh without giving too much away you have a group of girls they're roughly like in their senior years of high school college is approaching they all have been going through the fucking cornucopia of dramas and traumas that uh some of us we who we, we, the royal we. No, not at all. The royal we, but the you, the royal you, who are listening, uh, who are female and or female identifying, who uh, went through the early uh, stages of uh, ladyhood and dealt with all the issues we've heard of, and even issues that are somewhat new to me. But they're dealing with mental disorders, confidence issues, the patriarchy. You're really seeing how these young women are being shaped by their society. They all have taken a massive wound from life as is. And they all happen to be part of a retreat that's about to go terribly wrong in the form of a plane crash that leaves them stranded on an island in which they have to work together and also work through their shit and it is drama, 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 and fascination after fascination. I think it's also kind of a, this is a wonderful social uh, like lesson for all of us to kind of look into ourselves and see how we're behaving in life and who we've met and how we operate and how we're being perceived. It's really smart also in how... You'll focus, uh, each episode focuses on one of the girls a little more than the others. So you start to see how how, how their perspectives work, how their psychologies tick. You start to root for one girl, and then you're booing her in another episode. You trust this other girl, and then three episodes later, you're suspecting her. Because, and again, the last thing I'll say about it without giving too much away, there's Absolutely a mystery unfolding around the hows and the whys and the what-fors of this very situation being stranded on an island. Metaphors galore, terrific acting, and I love how electronic soundtracks are coming back, kind of getting into that John Carpenter, Tangerine Dream Sound of just cool synth suspense music. I'm, I'm digging it, man. So, <laughs> if nothing else during this confusing, scary time, it's always nice to get into some good old TV. And speaking of badass ladies, uh, you all have, I'm sure, picked up this sound at the beginning of each episode. just dig that glowing sound. That's what I call it, that glow, that rising, growing, warm sound there. Ah, well that music is done by my excellent friend Inca Rose, my soul sister from another mister and a true lifetime companion, lifetimes companion. And uh, I love the sounds that she weaves. She is a true sorceress, and the growth and depths and spells that she's continually reaching for are admirable and inspiring, and I'm truly lucky to have your sound, Inca Rose. So to you, I thank you for letting me use your music on my show. I really believe that the sounds that we hear, as you hear me say the name of each episode at the beginning, and the very sound you're about to hear as we take you out of the show, uh, they add so much cool to what, I'm, uh, to what I'm trying out here. So again, major thank you to Inca Rose. I look forward to all of the sounds you will continue to create, and you know you have a home on this platform to play your sound to do your thing well there we have it folks um boy i'm i'm the first to be aware that uh we didn't do much on the voices we didn't have even too many comedy bits we kind of just went down a little uh tunnel there but um it was real and it was on the heart and i needed to say this i needed to speak this out because sometimes Even the court jester has to bleed a few drops of real. We'll see next episode what the situation of my room is, what (laughs) the situation of my car, my mind, my life, this fucking COVID mess that never seems to end because everyone keeps complicating it and slowing it down. But in the mean in between, let's remember to breathe... Let's think about things that happened. Let's honor the past. Let's really hold that child who was wronged before. Because I don't care who you are. No one got out of their childhood alive. Nobody. Even if your parents were right on, it was a teacher. It was a school. It was a program. It was an academy. It was a job. It was a paradigm. It was... A government. It was a congenital disease. It was a family curse. It was whatever it is. We've been through it. We're all survivors. And I just hope we can all look at each other tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and say, Hey, fellow survivor, your scars are beautiful like mine. Thank you for your time, thank you for your rhyme.